0: So welcome back to Celebrity Jeopardy. I mean, Leafs fans in hostile lands podcast. No, that's dumb. (laughs) Rock and roll Jeopardy was the best one. I know, but it's such an old reference. Yeah, that's fine. And We're
1: we're old people. We're older than the majority of NHL players
0: now. Oh, Craig, you had to say that. We'd
1: be on the downswing of our careers and lives if we were NHL players.
0: We 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 are, Craig. (laughs) We're already on the downswing of our lives anyway. We're talking with Jake Muzzin's
1: broke-ass body, and uh, yeah, we're like a year or two older than he is.
0: (sighs) Welcome back, everybody, to (laughs) Leafs Fans and Hostile Lands podcast. We are your hosts, Dan, Kyle, and Craig, and uh, today we're going to do a little bit differently. We're going to start with kind of a quick recap from the Leafs. They had a decent uh, road trip. Well, sorry, it was home. Uh, They had a decent kind of hosting of um, some road trip teams this week, and they've got four points out of six. So I'm happy with that. Um, We got uh, two points against Columbus, two points against Chicago, and then unfortunately we lost to Tampa. Spezza was out of the lineup, of course, this week because of his starting of the—I don't think it had officially started against Columbus, had it? Or was that the decision day or something like that? That was decision day, but I think that one counts. I I think it does, too. Yeah, because he found out in the middle of that. But anyway, it was a good game against Columbus. Uh, Matthew scores uh, two. No, what, no, what? I, I I have a caveat to all of this. It's a good game if <laughs> don't, they don't, win. Don't get We're ahead getting of them. points. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the star players of the Leafs look pretty good. Matthew scored. Riley had a fantastic game. His career best for assists, and he had an assist in four of those five goals. So in almost every one, he had uh, his hand in that. So that was really impressive.
1: And that was the fourth time in his career that he did that. That's that's impressive.
0: I was really hoping for just that fifth game to kind of solidify, or that fifth point, Point. whichever way to solidify that uh, run. But oh well. And then, you know, we're feeling pretty good but when the Leafs get up by a certain margin four or five to something we all get a little nervous because that's kind of what the Leafs do and I think the theme for this week is fizzling we kind of noticed it in all three games against Columbus they kind of fizzled into the third period where Columbus scored three goals in the third and came right back and I wasn't comfortable until the game was actually called like the whistle blew I, I would like to know
1: If any other fans can tell us, does any other team in this league blow as many third-period leads as Toronto does? There's no way. we we should do the 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 numbers. And we we hear about it. But do other teams blow as many third-period leads as Toronto does or give away as many goals in the third period?
2: Well, Toronto never comes back from being down. Like They're never on the other side of this phenomenon.
1: Sometimes they are. They came back against uh, Montreal twice in the playoffs. Didn't get anywhere. They came back to, uh, against Minnesota last week. Didn't get them anywhere, but they can come back. Okay. But okay. they, but when the leads they blow are usually much, much larger than the ones that they come back from.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a, a good outcome, obviously for the team, but not really what we wanted to see. You know, playoff wise, it's not playoff habits that they're currently uh, showcasing, unfortunately.
1: No. Well, no, it's the habits of their playoffs is that they're, it's what they're showing.
0: Craig, that's so Ooh. blasphemous! Get off this podcast. <laughs> uh, cool thing about this game
2: was uh, Steve's and Rubens got in. These were their first ones, right? Yeah, that's yes. true. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, yeah, we saw some I, guys it, called
2: up to cover. And that 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 first game, I I think Steve's and Rubens did well. After that, things
0: were a little different.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll pass back to Dan for that.
0: Yeah, so then we uh, we play Tampa, and this is kind of the game we were all dreading. Uh, at least I was dreading Tampa's pretty good and they've been on a bit of a run lately. And so, you know, we, we looked pretty good in the first period with Kosh scoring two, uh, right after one after another. And that was great. And then they kind of leafed it for the end of the game. The power play was working for the Leafs. And I, I feel that Campbell got a few bad breaks, but again, I, I kind of think he let in a few that he shouldn't have. Now, He's been fantastic for most of the season. For him to cool down a little bit is kind of normal.
1: Yeah, it's expected. He wasn't going to stay at a 946 for the entire season. <laughs> exactly. At some point, he's going to have to balance out. Even if he comes down to a a 920, that's still going to be a great season.
2: Unacceptable. Unacceptable <laughs> for only one person, and that's me. The fantasy I, owner. Of- oh, of course. Our, <laughs> of Jack
1: Campbell. <laughs> we have high expectations with our history of goalies in Toronto, right? We only demand perfection.
0: Yeah. So my question to you guys is, do you think this is a case of Campbell cooling down? Is this a defensive breakdown that the Leafs kind of showed uh, against Columbus and Tampa at the same time? Or is Tampa just that good that we're not able to surpass them right now? We'll start with Kyle. Uh, can, can I say
2: yes? yes. <laughs> just all three. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah, Campbell's going to cool down, or he's going to have ups and downs, and this was a bit of a down week for sure. The defense is bad again, and that's really not good. How did our defense get so bad losing Sandine and Dermott? Are you kidding Leave me? With the heart and soul of the defense.
1: It, I, apparently. I don't think <laughs> he's having an awesome year. I don't think the defense has been bad. I think Justin Hall has been bad. Yes. Like, and Muzzin.
0: Yeah, you're right, Kyle. Muzzin is not playing, but up Muzzin's those a
1: one-man defenseman at this point. Like,
2: he, I don't even know. Like some of his decisions, and he just shakes his head afterwards too. He's like, "Why did I do that?" Yeah, and then Hall, uh can't. There's always one leaf, and it's usually a defenseman, and we always pick on him. We used to be Gardner last year was Riley. We picked on him a lot.
1: This it's been year Dermat is Hall. Times, but,
2: oh, this one is so warranted. It's just so bad, and. Muzzin's getting no help, but also he looks bad, and that's bad. (laughs) Which is so wild
1: because they looked so great last season. Like, what has happened? Sure, uh, Muzzin has lost a bit of a step this season. It looks like I don't know if it's we would say it might be an injury, but what is going on with Justin Hall? Like, he was our go-to guy last year, and this year he just can't seem to make a decision when it comes into a two-on-one he doesn't seem to want to take anybody. Unfortunately, wasn't, yeah. isn't fast enough to get back. They want to keep the offense going. So they've got him pinching and he just doesn't seem to know what to you do. He do doesn't take that. Yeah. Like he doesn't take the pass. He doesn't take the shooter. He just kind of goes, I got both. No, I've got nobody.
2: And I think it was the third game. It was a two on one Rubens. Kind of had one guy and hold for, the, went same for guy. the same guy. It didn't oh my, make any sense. Go for the other one. What are you yeah. doing? And you, was they was both just take the so shooter and
1: nobody takes the pass. Yeah. So guess and, what's going to happen? An obvious
2: goal. You're that? Like, yeah. Uh, Morazic <sighs> had no chance on that.
0: Speaking of Merezik, great segue, Kyle. So against Chicago, we, we pulled out the win. But I was super worried after that first shot. I think it was Taves that even shot it too, wasn't it? The first goal against uh, Mrazek? Yep. Yeah, so we start, and minutes into the game, I am sitting, well, I don't even think it was a minute, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Mrazek was a mistake. So he let in his first shot on him. Not a great start. He'd just come back from injury. He's warming up. I kind of chalked it up to that. And then for the second period, he kind of blew us away. He was making every possible save it was so much fun to watch. He looked like Campbell out there. He looked like, you know, one of the top all-star goalies. And then the third period, he kind of cooled down a bit. The Leafs managed to squeak out the win. Their power play was on fire. And, uh, you know, they they had a lot of offense from their top players. I think it was Matthews, Ta- um, Tavares, and Nylander that kind of led the scoring there. Uh, Kampf, and then someone else. I'm missing somebody. but Engvall. Engvall. Yes, Engvall. Thank you first goal from him in a long time which was fantastic um so again you know chicago has been struggling this season the leafs probably should have won by a bigger margin uh do we think that's morazic's fault or do we think that's just the cooling down that the leafs are doing in general
1: i I wouldn't blame that one to morazic maybe one maybe one of them was on him maybe two but most of the time either they were hanging him out to dry or he was screened like on the one goal he didn't even see it because he has three of his own guys standing in front of him taking nobody. So there's passes wide open. He's got to cover everybody and he's got no eyes on it. I think he I think he played fine after that first goal. I was actually just getting off work. I sat in the car and I turned the hockey game on the radio and I hear goal and I go back to the audiobook. And by the time I get home, (laughs) Toronto is up three (laughs) one. So, yeah, it was really nice to see Mrazek settle down after that. And unfortunately, Toronto, after they got those three goals, they didn't really want to shoot the puck and only had three shots in the second period. So Mrazek kind of saw that. I yeah. couldn't believe that. Yeah. And Mrazek stood on his head for the third period. And it, the Leafs didn't really get any better at any point after that. And they just allowed Chicago to claw back in and tie the game back up. It's uh, It was really lucky that David Kampf scored that goal to you know to avoid <laughs> overtime and the the best was Kyle Dubas's face after that goal. I remember watching that and going that guy doesn't even look happy. He just sees no. this and goes he just looked
0: relieved, really. Yeah. It's just like what the fuck is hockey? Yeah, that was yeah. a weird bounce. And and for him to go back and grab it, I get it. Like any goalie would do that. And then you come back out and you're kind of screwed.
1: The the face kind of remind me of the face I make when I'm playing video games and I'm playing a really hard long boss fight and you die and you die and you die. And then you finally beat him. and you're just like, I'm not even happy to beat this anymore. I'm just glad it's over.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kyle, anything to add on that game? This power play
2: is on fire, and it's so fun to watch. Like, often I am screaming at the TV, and my wife knows this, and she's like, "Can you tone?" And I'm like, "I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> there's no off. There's no off switch for this. I'm sorry." But when. I see what they're doing on the power play and some of the goals they have. I'm speechless, and I, I melt. I crumble. Sometimes I'm <laughs> on my knees, just like weeping. Guys, <laughs> so good. Why can't you do this all the time or have a defense?
1: Yeah, why it's can't, so get, why can't we have both? Why can't we have a power play and a five-on-five? Five? Last year, they were great on five-on-five. Oh, five. We nice? couldn't score on the power play. They were great on five-on-five. This year, they're yep. terrible at 5-on-5 five five and score every time on the power play. What's going on? This sounds like my golf game. Sorry, it sounds like everyone's <laughs> golf game.
2: Oh, I can drive it off the tee. Boom! Uh, chunk, 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 and super awesome 50-foot putt. What the hell? <laughs> and then the next day, can't drive it off the
0: tee. Got it on in two. And can't putt Worse shit. Wow. Life. So, to be fair, I think we had, like, a good quarter of the first last season where the power play and the five-man was really hot. So... That that was the one like time we've really had it all. Yeah, that was fun. And then they leafed it. But yeah. that's kind of to
2: be expected. Yo, they're they're gonna leaf it this year and it's not their fault. Do you see the standings right now? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, like, you mean in the first round of the playoffs?
2: Yeah. If we started be a the brutal playoffs. playoffs, if we started the playoffs today, we'd be against the Lightning. Yeah. Or the Bruins. If if the Leafs go up to first, yeah, you're right. They 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 face the Bruins. And mm-hmm. if they go down the third, they face the Lightning or the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no win. Like, why would you want a good record? I feel like
0: Tampa's got this in the bag. Like, they're figuring it out. Uh, they've had a good uh, last ten. They're seven two and one. So you know they're they're shaking off the start without Kucherov or Point. Like, yeah, twenty million dollars off the books. Well, they have Vasilevsky. That kind of helps, right? Yeah.
1: Now, do you, would you rather see the Leafs play the Tampa Bay Lightnings, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Florida Panthers with Joe Thornton, or Boston with Nick Foligno, who would be the Conn Smythe winner? Tampa. Because Lightning doesn't strike thrice? I hope not. I love that band.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Boston. 100%. Like, revenge story. But wouldn't you just be the most nervous you've ever been through that whole series? I'd be nervous for all of them. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good But
2: point. I would love it that much more. Like if they beat Tampa, wow, that'd be so awesome. But if they beat Boston, who cares what happens next? It's just like, mm, suck it, Boston.
1: I, I almost don't want that to happen because I feel like the city of Toronto would be on fire.
0: Maybe. <laughs>
1: These fans we would don't burn live that there. city to the ground. <laughs>
0: But then think about like if you beat Boston, your expectations are that you're going to continue, and when they don't, I think that's almost worse than beating than not beating Boston in the first place or losing to Tampa or something like that. I don't don't know. You're going to face Tampa in the second round anyway. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's just it's bad conference to be back in right now. (laughs) I kind of want to go back to the Canadian Conference. We're going to talk Senators because, of course, we love our Senators fans and we tolerate the Senators team. And we are having some amazing giveaways this week (laughs) on the podcast. So we thought we'd uh, lean into the Sens theme a little bit. And it's a perfect week to do it because they've won four of their last five and they're not looking too bad right now. Um, Forsberg's looking pretty good in net. Brady Kachuk had his uh, first hat trick versus Tampa. They had a huge shutout win against Tampa. First career shutout for Forsberg as well. Um, is this the start of the upswing for Tampa or is this just a fake out? What do you think, Craig?
1: So at one point earlier this season, um, Pierre Dorian said, we just need some goaltending. We need someone to step forward and make some saves. And that is what is, what is going to propel us to some success. And that's been Forsberg right now. He had his first shutout. That was great for him. It looks like Kachuk has been bitten by a radioactive Lemieux and he is just a (laughs) superhero right now in the ice with that first career hat trick. I, I, I think things are great for all the Ottawa Senators right now. And I think they just need to get some wins under their belt. And we saw what they did last season. They were one of the best teams in the second half of the season in the entire league. And unfortunately, he dug himself such so much of a hole at the beginning, they didn't have a chance to get out of it. But right now, yeah. there is still two thirds of a season left. They still have a chance to dig themselves of a hole. And it looks like that that fourth team in the Atlantic isn't really all that strong. Like that's Boston right now. It's very possible that the Ottawa Senators can still continue some momentum and make a push for that uh, for that wildcard spot.
0: Yeah, they've had a tough start for sure. They're they're second last in the division with 17 points compared to, you know, let's just pick a random one. The Leafs at 40.
1: Hey, St. Louis was bottom of the league at New Year's and they went on to win the Stanley Cup. So it's possible.
0: That's fair. And I kind of hate that you just said that, but if that's what makes Ottawa win the Cup this year, I'm fully blaming it on you, Craig. Um, Kyle, is this the start of the upswing for the Sens or is this a fake out? I think it's a response to what was said about the uh, goaltenders.
2: And Craig was right. Forsberg is, is holding them. I don't think it has any chance of sustaining. I think it's all right. They had a big win against the Lightning. They lost to the Islanders. They shootout win, OT win, barely a win against Carolina. Now, these are good teams they're beating for sure, but... The losses are definitely still sprinkled in. We're not getting sustained wins. I would say. The one thing I do want to say is, Drake Batherson is a monster, and oh my <laughs> god, his contract is the best under five million. Oh Jesus, four point wow. nine seven five for the next six years. They've wow. been locked in. Wow. Well done, Pierre Dorian. That's a great contract. The problem is he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Contracts to potentially re-sign. Oh boy, on forward alone, and I bet she wants to bring a solid amount of them back. So good for Drake Batherson. Awesome for Brady Kachuk. After that, <laughs> not a lot of dot, Not dot, a lot dot. Of depth. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I, I don't I think see you'll see a this lot is, of Belleville Senators same. coming up at this point. Honestly, okay. they, the Belleville Senators are are a solid team in the AHL right now, and I think there's probably four or five of those guys they'll be able to slot in next year. And hopefully actually be able to sign some veterans to fill out that roster around them. I know they tried to do that last year with players like um, Derek Stepan, And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that didn't work out. But if Ottawa can bring in some veterans to fill in around, you know, the core that they have signed, maybe re-sign a couple of those uh, those players, bring up some senators. And if they continue to get some goaltending, they can, they can still string together some wins and maybe slide into the playoffs.
0: Well, Craig, you talked about bringing players up. Ottawa's actually recently been sending players down as kind of the new trend. Um, Murray was sent down last week and then Delzato just recently was sent down, which is a pretty big, like that's a lot of cap hit for this year. Um, I think it's $6 million that they're going to be paying for them playing in the minors. You know, Murray was pretty highly touted this season as uh, their starter. And that's kind of what they expected they'd go with. And now he's in the minors. Delzato, they expected a lot more from him when they brought him over from, I think, Columbus, and now he's not playing the way they want, and sending him down to the minors for now. We'll see if he comes back. Um, you know, unfortunately that the Sens have to do that kind of move, but we're doing it also on the Leafs to cover injuries, but unfortunately it's not really the same situation with the Sens. Murray was a bit of a surprise for me. Do you guys agree with that? Like I, I was I didn't expect it giving his The tout that they were giving him at the start of the year. Craig, what do you think?
1: See, he had a rough year last year. He had a rough year the last year in Pittsburgh. This is kind of the trend we've been seeing with Matt Murray. It's not really a surprise. And really also what's not surprising is if we know one thing about Eugene Melnick is that he loves spending money unnecessarily on guys. (laughs) It it is his favorite thing. I'm sure he is just loving having Matt Murray playing in Belleville. He's, he's a marketing tool for the Belleville Senators to get some guys out. Look, NHL goalie. I think it makes sense. Oh, it definitely makes sense. I think they need to send him down to give him some, to get his confidence back up.
2: And nobody was going to claim him. Like, that's no. way too much money to
0: take on. Yeah.
1: Well, everyone kind of scratched their heads when Ottawa signed him to a $6 million contract.
0: Yeah. Well, they were expecting big things from him, which didn't really yeah, pan out. No one else was. Yeah, and they, that's... Looking, that,
1: they said, that's a gamble. That might be a $2 million. Oh, six. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we even
2: said a couple of times, oh yeah, we should go get Murray. That'd be great. That'd be a good uh, replacement for Anderson.
1: I think yeah. we were saying it as a backup to Anderson. Okay. okay. Or to Campbell. I think, yep. I think we were talking about Murray before the pandemic.
2: No, yes, because he signed. He signed at the beginning two, He signed two years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about him for a while. Yeah. That was back when he was yeah. good. Or Whoa. No, okay. No. I just found <laughs> oh, sorry. an Ottawa player.
2: Season opening injured reserve. Agnes. Sorry. Agnes? Angus. That
0: Angus? That
2: Angus. Like the steak? Crookshank. What an epic name. Angus. Angus Crookshank.
0: Good, good on those parents right there. Yeah, there's <laughs> a
1: British name if I've ever heard one. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: So Ottawa continues to, you know, not have a great season, but they did have a first this year, which was pretty cool. They brought in the first female color commenter in the game versus the Islanders. So I listened to a bit of it. I listened to a part of the second period, and I think it's a really refreshing take on color commentary. It's also nice to hear another voice. The downside, I don't think she was given as much time as she should have to talk. I mean, the play-by-play was taking a little bit um, I don't want to say liberties, but I'll say feeling silence. It was unfortunate that <sighs> he didn't really give her a chance to talk all the time. But I think it's a step in the right direction. We've talked about bringing, you know, more diversity to the NHL as a whole. So it's yes, kind please. of nice to see that happen.
1: Yeah, as three guy, three white guys sitting here talking about hockey. Yes, please. Let's have more diversity in this league. And let's get rid of let's get rid of Gary Bettman while we're at it. <laughs> I'm going
2: to be sticking around for a long time. Oh, shut up, you loser.
1: What, may, what would make you guys think I was going anywhere?
0: Oh, get him out. Yeah, you like that comment, eh? That was pretty, uh, pretty pompous by him to throw that out there. Yeah. But really, it's Batman. Do you expect anything else from him?
2: No. No. He's the owner's bitch, and the owners love him, so that's why he's going to be around.
0: We now know the outcome of the uh, Spezza hit. Six games against uh, Pionk for that knee to the face. Um, They're appealing, of course. I don't think the appeal would uh, yield any results, but do you guys think six games is fair? Knowing what we've seen in the league for the last year, four years. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? No.
2: (laughs) Should have been less. It was relatively non-intentional in terms of the end result. And by comparison with precedent, I I don't know where they got six from, because there's been so many other similar acts that get less, that get a fine. And I'm like, you threw Jason Spezza to the dogs? Really? This is your offering? The nicest guy? Yeah. So the fact that they're appealing, I think, makes sense. Will it go anywhere? I don't know. It might take six games to appeal.
1: Now, I did hear something nice about that. Because we had the postponed game against Calgary, that the game will be the sixth game will be stretched one game farther. So it gives them more time for Gary Bettman to get around to possibly looking at this appeal. So one little possibly silver lining, Gary Bettman might actually get off his ass before the, the suspension's over. Because obviously Spezza doesn't care about the salary. It's $20,000. Right. He wants to play. And yeah. We want him to play. Like, we have noticed his absence. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: definitely. Kasha's done really well in the first power play unit, though. So good for
0: him for taking Spezza's spot there. He did step up for sure, but he just doesn't have the experience of Spezza, you know? Fair, fair, fair.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you asked actually two separate questions there. A, was it fair? And B, was that what we expected? Based on what we've seen, right, was six games for what he did there fair? Probably, yes. It was unintentional, but the there was intent for a hit to this guy as retribution. Should other people be getting much bigger suspensions around the end the NHL? Absolutely. Now, what he got was probably fair. What is it? What we expected looking at everyone else? No.
0: I. I am not totally opposed to six games. Um, I do think he kind of leaned in. I think it had been a rough game against Winnipeg, and I think he may have let his emotions get a little bit the best of him. Um, You know, six games is tough to swallow, especially for a player that doesn't really get suspensions like him. So that's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's totally off the rails. Oh, perfect,
2: perfect. Let's do a segue right now to our
0: new segment.
2: We have Megan Britton with us, but uh, Dan, what are we going to call this? We're going
0: to do what I like to call Talk With Wife, and this is where <laughs> we're going to show her seven hits that resulted in some kind of disciplinary action this year in the NHL, and she's going to rank them to see which she thinks is the worst and which she thinks is the least offensive. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, wife? Ready. Okay.
3: Oh, ready. (laughs) Okay, yeah, talking to the mic, dear. Okay, okay. Thanks. Okay,
0: so this is the first hit right here.
3: Who am I looking at?
0: Uh, This one you're going to be watching, Tom Wilson hits Panarin.
3: I didn't even see the puck.
0: Okay, so if you look at
1: the right side of the net, you'll see a scrum down to the side. So watch the defenseman in blue. He's going to fall down, and the guy on top of him...
3: Sucker punched him. him. Sucker
1: punched him to the back of the head. The
3: back of the head. So
1: if you continue watching, you'll see another guy jump on his back. This is our Timmy Panarin. So watch him. Watch what happens to him coming up here. So he grabs him, slams him, grabs his hair, slams him again, and continues to pile on top of him. Now, Tom Wilson is about 220 pounds and 6 foot 3. Panarin is, I think, 5 foot 10 and about 170 pounds. So very out matched.
3: Oh, okay, so the little guy was getting beat oh, up. Oh, he was the
1: one getting ragdolled. Yeah, so then you can pause it
3: now.
0: <laughs> the little guy was getting beat up. Yeah. That's exactly. Okay.
3: And how many hits did he take? He got he got sucker punched and then beat up again?
1: So, it was a different guy that got sucker punched and then his teammate came in to pull Tom Wilson off of him and then got ragdolled okay. afterwards. So, it was two different players that Tom
0: Wilson
3: Okay. I'm took watching. It, basically. Okay. 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 okay.
0: The punch in the head, and then so I see. Oh. there's the jab in the head.
3: And then, oops, sorry. I got excited. <laughs> so who am I rating, though? Because there's two fighters.
0: So like, the, first the, guy one, that, the the, 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 the guy punch. that got
3: the punch to the back of the head? The, the one in white. Oh, God, this is so confusing. You're- Hockey. Okay. <laughs> He's not my strong suit.
1: Everybody's fighting. Your we reason? haven't
2: even got to the confusing
0: stuff yet. It's so much worse. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. it's okay so, okay. so, but that's hit number one. Okay. That's that's. Okay. So uh, suspension so, number, number one.
3: Suspension number one. Clear sucker punch. Yeah.
0: And Craig, why don't you give her the range of suspensions? The worst of these is two games, and the or sorry, yeah, the worst. The, wor- the worst in this
1: series is six games. A bunch of them that are two game suspensions, and then there are a few that are only fines.
3: Fine. Okay, yeah, five, I would a $5, say $5, knowing what fine. I know about hockey, that's a fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this so, is going well so
0: far. Okay, are you
2: ready for number two? Yeah,
3: like unsportsmanlike conduct.
2: This is the uh, Neil Pionk hit
1: on Rasmus Sandin. So watch the player in blue that is kind of center of the screen right now. This guy. Right there. Yeah. That's white. Yeah, well, this guy.
3: Okay, that's blue.
1: Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. So he's going to stick his knee out. And you take the guy in, in white That's the out. Hit. So it's, it's Winnipeg hitting Toronto. So,
3: That's like nothing. But is it, was that even purposeful?
1: <laughs> now, he, so the guy in blue does have a bit of a history of
0: throwing out knees. So Rasmus Sandin is the Leaf player, and he's down. And Pionk, what does he receive for that? So write that down.
1: Okay. All right, Dan, if you can do the uh, Ian Cole one next and Mark Shifley. Okay, this? so this is another another kneeing for comparison.
3: I I guess I don't know. Like that doesn't you hockey players beat each other up. Like that doesn't seem <laughs> that bad.
2: This was the Mikhail Sergachev hit on Mitch Marner a couple weeks ago.
1: The That's player in blue is it. getting is getting hooked while going for the puck. So he's being slowed down while he's going in toward the goalie. And then you'll see a player come out from the other side.
3: Oh, did he take that to the face? Yes,
0: he took that to yeah. right to the face.
3: Oh, that is a suspension.
0: Yeah, this one, this for one sure, pissed me off because he was sure. just about to take a breakaway.
3: Well, he should, because like the other hit, he wasn't in play like the other guy. He had already shot, and then he got the knee. But like this, he that was like. Marner was in play. Yeah. And then it was like a gangbang on him. Like, they both hit him.
0: It was indeed. I don't think we've ever said that that on a podcast.
2: I'm so happy.
3: (laughs) Um, Okay, that is, like, I'm going to say definite suspension. And that seems pretty serious. So I'm going to say four because I don't know what number six would look like.
1: Okay. Okay. So this is Gabriel Lannis-Cog making a hit on Chicago's Kirby Dock. So you'll see as it comes up around the boards, comes up to the center. Doc will have the puck and he'll fall and be in a vulnerable position. And Landis Cog will continue through with the hit and hit him into the boards.
3: Okay. so what I think I know about hockey is that any players in vulnerable positions like that who are deliberately hit get into a lot of trouble.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I just can't watch that too many times. He just crunches into the board. That, I'm going to say,
3: is a sick gamer.
0: Stan, if you can do the, uh, yeah, Connor
1: McDavid on a hit from behind on Adrian Kempe of the uh, LA Kings. So it's right down in the corner there. You'll see the guy has his face to the glass and McDavid comes through and just hits him right on the numbers, face into the glass.
3: Oh.
0: And that's Connor McDavid, who's not really known for big hits like that.
1: No, he's known to be the fastest player in the league.
3: I think that was a mis- I think that was an accident.
0: You're going to go easy on him, eh?
3: Well, I don't know. It, he wasn't really. I I don't think that was as purposeful as the last one we saw, but okay. it was a face and I know they don't like head injuries mm-hmm. gonna say for our game.
1: All right. Last but not least, we have uh, Jason Spezza on his hit on Neil Pionk.
3: Oh, oh, that was like the Perry hit from last year.
1: A lot of people compared that. Oh, well done, Megan. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were saying the same thing that. You know, what
3: was that guy doing, hitting it with his hand? Though
1: he didn't can have you a stick. Hit a puck? No,
3: can you hit yeah. a puck with your hand?
1: Yes, just not in the goal crease.
3: Okay. Do you know what? I was gonna say that wasn't deliberate, but you saw him lean into the knee. Look here, like, oh no, he's there. Ha ha. Do you see? Like it was like, oh, I wasn't expecting you to be on your hands and knees, but now That's that what you she are, said. that title of your sex tape.
1: Oh, my God, this be, this needs to be a new segment. It's a hot, bad hockey commentary with Megan
0: or <laughs> yes. violent hockey commentary.
3: But yeah, like.
0: OK, so where would you rank that?
3: I'm going to say that's a sixer.
0: OK, Craig, let's have the results, buddy.
1: OK, you know what? You were actually very close to what people actually got. So for the very first one, the Tom Wilson sucker punch, um, that mm-hmm. was a fine. You were right about yeah. that. So the second one, the kneeing injury, Neil Pionk, I believe you said it was a, a suspension. It was a two game suspension. So you're right on that.
3: Uh, look, I put two.
0: You did put two.
1: I guess the Ian Cole, Mark Shifley kneeing, the second one we saw, that was a fine. That was a $5,000 fine. Put a
3: zero, I put a zero and a two because I wasn't quite sure.
1: Gabriel Landis Cog on Kirby Docked. That was a two game suspension. The guy that was oh, really? hidden to the boards.
3: Wait, that one?
1: That was a two-game suspension?
3: suspension? That
1: that was two games.
3: That was vicious.
1: Um, Connor McDavid on Adrian Kempe was no discipline.
3: Okay, so that makes sense then.
1: And finally, Jason Spezza was six games. Six? Yes. The third longest suspension for a on-ice event uh, in the last three years. Okay. So fourth longest.
3: I don't think that's fair to give him a six and the other guy, what did you, a two or something?
1: Yeah, the Kirby Doc and
2: Gabriel Landis cog. I put
3: that as the same level of hit, like that was as the Spetsa hit. Yeah,
2: and then the Tom Wilson one, the very very first one was only a fine. He was ragdolling him, like bashing his head in. I can't that's,
0: believe that was a fine. And That's oh, so wait, much wait. after the play too. I mean, you think like. There's got to be extra rules if you're beating somebody up after the play.
3: Vicious.
1: So I don't know if we've proved a point or not in this since Megan <laughs> decided. More she or less. She Megan agreed. proved to
2: us she knows more about hockey than we expected. I didn't expect yes. her to name the Perry
1: hit. Come
3: on. No, there
1: I totally It was It was the lack of the bit. faith in the NHL that had you pick a couple of those. Like this Tom Wilson one we're watching. You said that was a fine because you know the NHL.
3: Well, I I knew that was a fine, but they only he only hit him once, right?
0: Well, and then he takes another guy down after.
3: See, that should have been a separate fine then.
0: Like or but something, or something. yeah. Like, there should have ridiculous.
3: been some action. But I really don't I I disagree with the with the hit into the into the boards. That's that was intention to hurt.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay, well, that Thanks, was wife. That's been Talk With Wife. Thanks so much, <laughs> Megan, for joining us on the podcast. Bye. Whatever. Can't believe she aligned almost perfectly. <laughs> yeah, that was great.
1: It, it it shows that she knows more about hockey than we do.
2: Yeah, apparently. Or has just as little faith in hockey as we do. Yes. Or the NHL.
1: So does the NHL do this for the casual fan? Because the casual fans seem to want to go, yeah, that's right.
0: To attract the new fan the new fan that just wants blood yeah well I mean you heard you heard the commentary over the weekend uh you heard what Tortorella said right
1: oh god which one was that I do remember oh how that goal was bad for the game
0: yeah exactly he he's not interested in attracting the new fan he's interested (sighs) in maintaining the status quo of the hardcore quote-unquote fans the rough game yeah yeah exactly so maybe that's you know kind of what the NHL is trying to back up
1: Tortorellus Rex cuz he's a what? dinosaur. What?
0: Tortorellus oh. Rex.
2: Tort Tortosaurus Rex. T- Tort
1: Tortorosaurus Tor- Tortorellosaurus. Tortorellosaur.
2: The J. Tort Rex. <laughs> Tortellini,
1: <laughs> Tortellini shut up torts we don't like you. Is that like a Don Cherryism with a uh, Jack Cappuccino? The uh old coach of the New York
2: Islanders. Oh, man. You know what? I want them to bring back Coach's Corner, except I want PK Subban doing it, Player's Corner, and he's got to wear the Don Cherry suits. I think that'd be the best. And Ron McLean, Throw him in. And Ron Literally. Subban's playing the piano. if this segment didn't go away, and now Don Cherry's black and not an asshole.
0: And just nobody noticed the change.
2: Yeah. We just all accept that Subban's there now. Yeah, and okay. he does the piano stuff too.
0: Yeah. If he's touching
1: the. <laughs> um, I I want to see PK Subin and R- Roberto Luongo. I think the pair of them as the uh, intermission. Oh, that be would funny. be hilarious.
2: But just Roberto Luongo responding on Twitter, like not actually speaking. <laughs> just yeah. you like his like responses. quips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: I got a couple questions for you guys, just to get your thoughts on them. Actually, some new breaking news from Montreal, uh, that they are now considering three different women. They didn't name names in the press conference, but they're considering uh, three women for the position of GM. What do you guys think of that? Like, we, I, I kind of uh, have an idea where you're going to go with it. We talked about it last week, but let's get your opinions. And we'll start with Kyle. Yes. Do it. They literally just
2: doubled their hiring pool by allowing. Women to also be bilingual GMs. Like this is an extremely smart move. And to be the first team to do it, the most historic hockey team,
1: like, you can't you can't write that. Who have been embroiled in some controversies lately as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. By like doing
1: something like that, I don't want to say it's for the publicity, but it
0: definitely wouldn't hurt the whole Logan Mayu situation. Yeah, Montreal needs a bit of an image fix right now. They can use a win. Speaking of another team that continues to win, the Vancouver Canucks, currently second last they in They can't the lose. <laughs> yeah, they're 4-0 since uh, yeah. their changes.
1: Bruce, there it is. That's right.
0: Yeah. And hire um, Jim Rutherford as uh, president, yeah. who's now said he's got a short list of 40 GMs that he's going to pick from. I doubt any of those are going to be women, but what do you guys think? Uh, good move for the Canucks?
1: It's going to be Peter Torelli. Oh, no. really? <laughs> No, I just know the AHL. It's going to be Peter Corelli. No. God. No.
2: (laughs) Please, no.
1: What? You don't want to trade uh, Pedersen for, I don't know, Adam Larson?
0: No. (laughs) No. (laughs) 40? And you don't think there's any women? I don't think so. They, well, they, I would expect with Montreal releasing that news, Vancouver would have also said something like that. But, uh, that's not what Rutherford said. Right now he said he's got a short list of forty and that's what he's picking from. So I can't think of forty. The Montreal news came out after, so there may be a bit of a sentiment change there, but he's like he's what, history with Pittsburgh and Carolina, so he's got old school roots. I don't yeah. really just see him diverting from the plan, quote unquote.
2: I heard uh Botterell's name being thrown around and he was one of the very short GMs. For the uh, Buffalo
1: Savers. He was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, when they fired uh, Murray, I think it was. Yeah. He was supposed to be the guy ahead. that was going to lead them through. And I, I think he got fired by Jack Eichel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think they said, I think he had said to the ownership, no, get this guy gone. And that worked.
2: So I hope not that guy, even though he seems to be one of the front runners. And then there was another guy that's currently in Pittsburgh who took over for Rutherford. When, uh, when he left, can't remember his name right now, but that could be an option. And it seems like a Rutherford right-hand man sort of thing. I expect it'll be something like that, but I hope it's not. I hope it's, you know, fresh face. Go for it. Or a Sedin. That'd be nice.
0: That'd be pretty yeah. cool. It'd be neat to see that come full circle. So
1: does, do they count as one or two people on his list?
0: They're one. They're just a combined. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're one on the ice. They're one in the office as well. Okay, so another uh, kind of topic with Canadian teams or let's say Canadian players, uh, the Olympics are coming up in February, I believe. And there's uh, been some talk of who from the Leafs would potentially be able to go to the Olympics or who would want to go to the Olympics. But there's also a little bit of, you know, problem if they go to the Olympics and they get tested and they get positive, they're kind of stuck there for a few weeks and they lose a bunch of pay. So, right now the, the potential Leafs that would go to the Olympics would be kind of like the top ones. Uh, Marner, Riley, Taveras, Muzzin, um, you know, probably from the the Canadian side of the Leafs. Matthews is a shoe in, I would think, if he wants to go.
1: He, he's on the short list of three that's already been picked.
0: Uh, oh, has he really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't see that.
1: Him, Kane, and for some reason, Seth Jones. What? Yeah. Those are the three American players. I get
0: Kane. Why Jones?
1: Because he was uh, Stan Bowman's big new signing. Um, as the GM mm-hmm. of the Chicago Blackhawks, and he was also the GM of the uh, United States team at the time. He's like, "Hey, look, it's my guy. He's not going to be very good this season."
0: Yeah, fair enough. So, do you guys think we see some Leafs go to the Olympics? Do you think they're going to take that chance, or do you think they're going to kind of huddle down and play the NHL?
1: You know what? If you'd asked me three days ago, I would have said we would have seen quite a few of them going. But with these new guidelines, I can't. I I'm more questionable about whether or not guys even like austin matthews who wants to play for team america probably more than maybe even being a leaf but will he jeopardize three weeks three to five weeks with the leafs to play for team usa what's up kyle sorry team america america
2: <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs>
0: you're loving the references tonight eh kyle
2: <laughs> it's like but i've never called it that like the hockey team, team is team USA. <laughs> But it's like if you think about it, it could just be Team America. <laughs> that movie ruined or made that team awesome.
1: <laughs> and I, I, I feel like the Canadian players would be even more hesitant. Like John Tavares, do you want? Does he want to sit out for five weeks if he can't play? I feel like it might even just be a cultural thing that the Canadian guys are going to be more hesitant to go over for that kind of thing. And like cases aren't that great over there right now as it is.
2: Yeah, I think uh, the only one that I'm not so much worried about, but like worried that uh, he, you know, he might not want to go is Tavares. I think everyone else is young hmm. enough. They're like, uh, I want to go. I'm going. Yeah, and I'm gonna risk this, and I'm gonna be super smart about it. So Matthews, I think, would definitely go. He's got the the swagger for it. Marner, if he's back in time for sure. Jack Campbell, maybe if uh, if they do pick him up. I feel like maybe he's got more of a level head and might not. Uh, Be so gung ho?
1: I don't think so. I think he would be really worried about getting injured over there or getting getting COVID, and he's going to be the Leafs guy.
0: He's definitely considered the Leafs starter, so we don't want to see Campbell in any kind of position where there's going to be any risk. Now, I did read an article today where they were talking about the potential of Mrazek going. That kind of makes more sense, and then you know, at least we're not throwing our best, well, our top guy right now into the fire. Kyle, what do you think? Think there's a chance Mrazek's uh, Finland, right? Uh, Mrazek is Czech, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: He'll probably go if he's on a good uh, run. I don't see why not. Who would be the other Czech goalie? It is eluding me right now. Oh, God, uh, Nedel is he? I think so. Czech Republic. I think so. David Riddick. I feel like he might get... Riddick would probably be three. Yeah, we. But I I, I see
1: him being on the team.
2: Yeah. I can see Nedeljkovic being the the guy if he's if he is from Czech Republic, and then Mrazek being the backup. They're just looking for players, and the best players are in the NHL, so I I don't see that uh, being a problem. Except Speaking for of top the Leafs. goalies.
1: Sorry, uh, did you guys hear that Robin Leonard has backed out of the Olympics? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. That might there be goes a, bit of their, a Trendsetter. The the one B for the uh, for Team Sweden. Well, Markstrom's more on a tear
2: this year, like he's the hotter goalie, but. You never know in uh, international play. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, I would think decisions are probably going to be made over the next few weeks as to what happens. But uh, I think you are you guys are right. Like, we're at least going to see Matthews go. And then if Marner's feeling better in time, he'll follow Matthews for sure. So we'll probably see some movement like that.
1: And the other thing about the Olympics, sorry, is that the guys don't we're talk about it whether or not you, if you get COVID while well, you're there in the, in the downtime afterwards. Even while they're there, you can't do anything. You can't really go out to see any other events. You basically are locked into your dorm when you're not participating. It sounds like the the protocols over in Olympic Village is going to be very tight. So I don't know. I feel like guys might be really more hesitant going, I, I'm going to play hockey, but I can't do anything else. And they kind of went through that all last year. A lot of guys had a hard time with the pro- uh, protocols in the AHL last year. And that's basically what they're going to have to deal with for a three weeks straight. So I think it's just a very hard decision for the guys, whether or not they want to go through that to play.
0: You know, to be fair, the Olympics last uh, in Japan, the cases weren't really bad coming out of it. I mean, they had obviously a number of cases, but it wasn't, uh, you know, game changer or anything like that. So, so thank you everybody for joining us for uh, this week's podcast. Now, keep in mind, we have two contests currently running on Instagram. We have the original ticket giveaway versus the Penguins uh, and the Ottawa Senators that is just flying off the shelves. So make sure you get your name in there before that uh, expires on Christmas Eve. And then we also have the game against the Blues coming up. um, I think the game's on the 21st. We're closing the contest on the 17th. So get your name in there on Instagram. Follow us and like us on all your social media platforms. And until next time. Go leaves go. Radio silence. Are apparently. not you supposed to say it first? <laughs> no, it's always you guys that are not the host that says it first. That's false. I always say <laughs> it <laughs> first when I host Then, go leaves go.
2: <laughs> go leaves go.
1: Dan's trying to sound sexy, and Kyle still just sounds like the Tiger King. Exactly. The tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Go, let's go, motherfucker.